There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. How's it going, girl? You know what? I hoped would have worked out what? by the time we were going to record that I was going to be all caught up on Mayor of East Town. So the only so you watched four out of the five episodes, and I'm in the middle of a smack dab in the middle of episode five illusions which has the internet a buzz in the twist don't go on the internet don't go on the internet because it will be ruined for the girl and what happens in the last 10 minutes is as they say peak tv okay you know how much i love a twist because i have i have said on record that wreck it ralph is one of the best movies in film history because of the twist in that movie and you never see it coming no wait uh, you might have to educate a girl What's the twist in Wreck-It Ralph? So, okay. And spoiler alert, let's just say spoiler alert, because you know the readers, they come for us. If the readers have not seen Wreck-It Ralph, you Ugh. owe it to yourself to see it. Run, fun don't for walk. The whole, fun for the whole family. Run, let's, don't walk. This is basically the gist of it. So it takes place at this arcade, right? And all the sure. worlds are different arcade, you know, uh, screens, monitors, right. whatever. Absolutely. So then the entire sort of world building, and the world building in the movie everyone keeps re- referencing this um, 
oh gosh, let me look this up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, we, he has might... to look. Wait, no, we're not. No, no, this no, out. no, 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 no. He has no, to no, look no. up the movie that he's so proud of. The twist no, of. no, no, no. Well, it's just that, that I, I don't, don't think the specific... there's a twist in Wreck It Ralph. I think there is a situation that is creative. I think the twist is maybe all the video game characters know each no, other. No, no, no. That's not the twist. Okay, here we're we're back. Okay, we're back. We're back. There's no gonna be no. So codes. in the whole in the whole like first two acts, I would say. Ooh. They reference going turbo, which means um, going rogue in your own video game and then demanding to be in another video game so that you you sort of like hack the video. So turbo was the most popular racing game in the 80s. Uh-huh. Then another racing game came in the 90s and turbo got jealous. Mm-hmm. And so then turbo invades the 90s video game and breaks it mm-hmm. and then has and then has, has has never seen again. And you're like, you can't go tur- you can't go turbo. You can't hop video games. Right. So then you find out in Sarah Silverman's world, uh, Sugar Rush, it's a, sh- right. it's a, it's a candy-based video game. And the mm-hmm. ruler of that world is King Candy. And King Candy hates Vanellope, calls her a glitch, says, you know, you can't race, you can't race, you can't race. Turns out Vanellope, Sarah Silverman's character, was the queen of Sugar Rush land. And King Candy is actually Turbo. <gasps> and Turbo invaded the game long ago. And it's the way that the twist is revealed, the execution of it. I mean, it's Alan Tudyk giving you an amazing Disney. It's Alan Tudyk's first Disney villain performance. Voice acting king, we should say. Voice acting king and true, true dime, I must say. He, good, I mean, good sure. looking man. 10 out of 10. Wood 10 smash. out of 10. Wood, yes. And he's not one that gets talked about often as a we don't. The, we don't talk about Alan Tudyk. No. You know, they talk about Chris Evans. They talk about Chris Pine. They talk about all the Chris's. And they don't talk about Alan Tudyk. And it's actually, it's rule of culture number 56. They don't they talk, talk about, about Alan, Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. And smashing Alan Tudyk. They don't. And look at if you don't if you're unclear on what he looks like, everyone, go look at a picture and then try not to touch your cock or whatever you got going on down there. Okay. Come on. But I just want to say so for everyone at home that sort of was following that long twist oh of Wreck and Ralph, you know that it's a lot simpler in Merit of East Town. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta tell you, I, you know how you are like sort of famously always at odds with neighbors and people that live around you. Yeah. So I can now join the fray. Oh no! I have a real situation on my hands. You've been in this building. You've been in this apartment for a while now. What's it's? it's I've been in this building for a while now. Haven't had any problems. Now I have on? the person who's moved above me, blasting at. I'm not even kidding you. Two thirty in the morning. No. Only one song. Only one song. Ariana Grande POV. I love to see me from your point of view. You. That. And we love that song. We love Ari. And we congratulate her on her wedding. Congrats. But I don't want to hear this song one more fucking time. I'm going up there. I swear to Christ. It's it's at that point what are you now gonna where say? it's like, Let, let's I'm going to knock on, on the, me. Okay, I'll do it. Ready? Hi. It's what do you do? It's three Hi, in the morning. I live downstairs. I love this song too. I can't hear it again. And it's really literally almost three in the morning. And I'm so sorry that this is going to have to be my energy, but like it's you could it's so loud. You're so right. I'm so sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it down. What's Thanks. your name? What's your name? Uh, Kyle. I love your, wait, no, you're Matt Rogers. I love your <laughs> podcast. Uh, no, um, no, that's not me. You're, uh, th- you're thinking of Bowen Yang. He's a bitch. No, I'm going on Dumois right now and I'm DMing oh, them that you were a fucking bitch to me. <laughs> not Dumois. We have to announce something. Matt Rogers is Dumois famous. Uh, who cares? No, <laughs> no, who cares? He, he has been cited. 
everybody. I was spotted walking with an iced coffee. There's no better way to be spotted. We spotted Matt Rogers walking with an iced coffee across honey, from Franklin. Honey, guess who's praying to accurately be spotted on Demois instead of someone saying, oh, I saw an Asian guy with glasses walking around Madison Square Park. I've, I have not set foot in that park in two okay, years. How many times have they been wrong about it being you? Um, I would say, uh, oh, let's say it's been five times, four out of the five times they've been wrong. Oh, that doesn't feel good. It's not good. And then I and then I even like I didn't even tag them. They they're on they're on some Caroline Calloway shit and they're looking Ooh. through their indirects and being like, Oh, this person just talked about Jim Watt, did not tag them, and then they reached out to me and said, Oh my god, it's not you. And I go, No, it usually isn't. And I was like, It's not your fault. It's just none of these things are verifiable. Mm. And then it's just so funny that in Demois fucking bio they say none of what we post is ever based in fact right i'm I'm not that's not i'm not even just pair i'm not even yeah it's that that is exactly what they say and and yet it's like they kind of fancy themselves a a news outlet well it's a new kind of tabloid essentially that's what it is is it's a tabloid because any old person can say hey i heard this saw this did this was this i I mean and they're like you said so you got to take it with a grain of s Grain of ass. Like everything. I, I God bless them for kind of breaking the army hammer thing, but I don't know. <sighs> Oof. Oof. Well, what? you know, what? that's a what? that's a tragic one. And you know I met Army Hammer. It didn't seem I and I this is what this is what I always say now about Army you, Hammer. Didn't you seem like a cannibal. Didn't seem like what one. does that mean? Some people you meet and you're like, I don't know about them. They might be a cannibal. Couldn't have smelled less like a cannibal to me. Mm, it's all in the smell. But you know who you know who is eating right now. You know who is eating this week <laughs> in guests. terms of like fucking getting getting everything that she fucking deserves and needs. The host of the MTV Movie and TV Awards, unscripted. Thank you very fucking much. That happened fuck. this week. Dumois is never gonna fuck this up. They're gonna know exactly who this is when they see her on. Oh, the you're not gonna mistake her for someone no, else. She's been fucking killing it in the Zoom so far. Fucking like, you should see what's going on. We had a discussion beforehand of the sort of applying makeup without even really thinking about it. Thing she can, she can, she can apply in her waterline without a mirror. Oh my god. Oh my god. Stunning. The host of the Daily Podcast. The Nikki Glazer podcast name of the year. You name you you, year. you know exactly who hosts this fucking show. You know exactly you know, who. You know. Only only the Trumps don't know. And you gotta buy a ticket to see her live in her fucking nationwide tour one night with Nikki Glazer starting July 30th, going all the way through January, baby. That's about a half a year for That's all about you a half math, a year. math freaks out there. <laughs> Look. We, we we can say one of my favorite stand-ups. Oh, one of my favorites. Also, did you know this? Do you remember? When we went to N- Nikki and Sarah? When we went to Nikki and Sarah Live, we went to a taping of Nikki and Sarah Live. Get this. I think it was a decade ago. 2010, 2011, 2012. Wow. It was 13, 13, 13. 13 Okay, 13, so 13. We're, we're nearing the 10-year anniversary. We're nearing the 10-year anniversary. Wow. But that was, like a, that was like a cool moment. I was like, oh my God, we're at this like dually co-hosted women's like a fa- like a female host. We loved it in the old, old studio of TRL. You couldn't have told us. It was it was it was the moment of the year and she's like sort of reminiscing oh, right now. Yeah. She's rekindling the cry. memories. Can I talk? Yes, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. After this, everyone, please welcome to your ears. 
Nikki Glazer. Oh my God. I have so many people to thank. Uh, <laughs> I feel, that seriously, I feel honored. So honored. We were um, there. We, we were there. Loved it. That you went there. Yeah, that, you, that was really nice. That all those things you just said. But the fact that you guys were in the crowd for a Nikki and Sarah live taping makes me just feel so good. It makes me feel so cool because you guys are so fucking funny. And like oh, that you would have been into Nikki. me when you were like younger and, and excited by all of that just as much as I I was because I was dying at the fact that I was in the TRL studio and getting oh, yeah. to do this dream and like not really knowing what I was doing, but that just means a lot to me. And I, I have, so, oh my God, you guys are so, so fun and funny. And that was such a joy what? to listen to your conversation. I have so much to like talk about yeah, yeah. that stuff. Army Hammer, by the way, so much more than just a alleged cannibal. He, have you guys heard about Come his, on. like his, the rape? Like, have you heard? Oh the yeah, girl? no. The thing yeah. is, like, it's funny Describe because everyone was joking. Everyone was joking about it, like, LOL cannibalism. Yes. And then you heard the real tea, and it was just that's like, the oh, thing wait. is, whenever that comes up, I love to clarify and be like, we can go, ha ha, he eats humans, but, but he raped a girl that he had convinced was his girlfriend. She had met his mom. He had gone to Texas to meet his mom. Read the Vanity Fair article about uh, mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. if you really want to feel like you like read a book and like learn something that'll help you in life because this knowledge I'm letting people know army hammer is not like a punchline about no, saying, no, no, like, no. like, cause I dismissed the cannibal stuff. I honestly thought it was like funny because I was like, I don't know. It's kind of, I could see saying some really fucked up things when I'm horny that I don't really want to do or yeah. like, you oh, know, all the time. And then you saw the branding and you're like, <laughs> all the time, what? all the time. Like, honestly, I, that's, can what, you that's imagine what I said. Yeah. Yeah. If the yeah. things you said or like, and you can get horny enough guys text dumb stuff and I don't kink shame. So if you li- like to fantasize about eating body parts, but you don't do it, I don't care. Like who cares? I could be into it. I could probably love a guy and be like, yeah, you can tell me you're going to eat me. Yeah. Eat me up. Also, it's just like, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes like the th- I'll like after I sext or whatever, I'll look back at what I said. And are you guys just always like, Oh my god! Yeah, or sometimes like right after you watch porn and you think about what you've seen, you're like, "Wow, that's like a base level of sexuality and humanity that I may never want to return to, but no, I will." Yes, and you, you will you will be back. I started doing this <laughs> thing where I I I used to send myself. It was so hard for me to find the kind of porn I liked, and it would always find like I was just uh, uh, so often I would just stop masturbating because I'm like, there's nothing that will do it. And then I'd find this specific thing and I'd send it to myself. So I had an email chain to myself after, after if, if it made me calm, I would like send it to myself. Oh, and I don't yeah. do that much anymore because I've gotten, it's become easier because I've become right. like, kind of dependent on porn. I found, I found a way to make porn work for me in a very yeah, efficient yeah, way. It still yeah. takes me about 40 minutes, but I, I, I'm like a prescript subscribe member. I spend like a hundred bucks a month on porn. Oh, and me that's too. Like, oh, same. Good. Okay, good. No, oh, no good. you're not alone. I, I subscribe to Sean Cody, Cocky Boys, Gay Hoopla. I'm on like four people's OnlyFans. Yeah, I'm spending dollars on my yes, porn now. Okay, I invest good. in myself. And I feel good about it. But I wonder sometimes if that is, you know, overindulging or is that becoming an addiction? Like, when do I have to go? Let me cut back because maybe it'll make me want real people. Is that why I'm single? But I got to be honest, I was hooking up recently, like pretty frequently mm. and i missed my dungeon girls i was like i gotta go visit the girls at the dungeon make sure i gotta refill their water bowls like i felt like i yeah. was like girls i left because i watched some weird por- like kind of yeah you know like bdsm stuff and i felt like god i kind of miss master my girls to that stuff. my ladies yeah your yeah. girls my girls that are just like you know 
pushing themselves to the limit and training really hard to be like the best <laughs> left they can be. Like that's yeah. kind of my genre is like a girl. It's the, it's the porn version of me. It's like, I like gangbangs because it's a girl that's just like juggling so much. And you're like, how does she do all that? And I'm like, putting you're my just best like, foot forward in an industry that they said I couldn't make it. <laughs> yes. It just is like, how does how does she do all that? Like, it, it I really do feel yeah. like I'm in a gangbang uh, in show business sometimes with like the podcasting oh, and like that's... the 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 I have to prepare for this monologue I'm about to give on this show. Yeah. Also, I have to do Fallon. Like, there's yeah. like don't forget it's a like, gangbang. It is a gangbang of showbiz. showbiz. Gang so I bang. really like to watch a girl get it and be and when the guys are like the thing that's rare though in gangbang. Good job. Porn, they they tell her good job. They, they, that's rare. <gasps> All it is is like, it's mostly like anger at her and like, like mm. kind of, it's just too rough where you're like, be impressed by her. It's rare that you'll find people that are like, Anna Dresden has this great joke where she's like, I was like, gonna say, this is really good. <laughs> she's a, she's, she's a joke that she would do in her stand up where she was like, my, my favorite, the porn I wish I could see is that uh, a girl's at a gangbang and then after it's done, you see her walk to her car. <laughs> you see her get walked to her car and like make sure that she like rounds the corner and like the guy checks in later and it's like this responsible thing, but it's like, it's not what we see. And that's how you know that women are not creating the porn. <laughs> it's so true. You just want the guy to like, be, be, be like, con- yeah, concerned for your well-being. And the thing is, gangbangs are not real. They're like, they seem like they would feel amazing if they're done right for a girl. Oh, yeah. And I feel like a, a, guys a lot of times view them as like, she, this is not for her. This is for us. And I'm like, no, this is for me. That would be for me. I mean, I've never done it, but I would like, I put myself in that all the time. I don't know if it's something I have to do before I find the one right. or if it's something that I want to do once I find the one. And then I'm like, so if I meet a guy and he's like, I'm not into that stuff. I'm like, oh, do I need to go get to go to a sex club and get that done? Or am I only going to live that through fantasy? Because sometimes I'm watching this stuff and I go, you have enough money. Make this happen. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I, like can, I can pay for this experience or like, you know, I've, I have the connections to find the people that will make this a reality for me. And I could be, it could be a private way. And I'm like, why don't I just do that? You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. also terrified of it and want to keep it in the computer. And also, you're already in the gangbang of show business. Like, you don't need some. No. You need another thing on your plate. One. You can't add cur- curator of a porn website to that list. I mean, I just don't think it would work with the dates you have lined up. Uh, but if it becomes a passion project, then I can True. make time for it. You know, like if it really is something, if it becomes like a hobby, because I was like, maybe because I was struggling with hobbies over the pandemic. Like, I'm like, I don't think I do much other things than work. And now right. I'm exploring like what do I like really like? And I'm like, maybe like that kind of world could be a, a, a interesting thing, but um, I'll start with guitar. Yeah. Before I go get guitar. tied up by a stranger. <laughs> exactly. hundred percent. Anytime someone asks me what my hobbies are, I don't know what to say. And Never. I think it's a more natural response or it just would make sense for me to be like, Oh, sex would be a hobby of mine or like learning to like, do things in a specific way sexually could be a hobby of mine. I've, I've never actually gone down this path. Though. Well, this is this is why it's getting weird for me. And like in, in in the quarantine, like because you're trying to, especially like early on when it was like I really wasn't fucking that much before I started to sort of step out and and do all that. Like mm-hmm. I I started using poppers when I was jacking off, and unfortunately, like it's so good and sort of takes you there to the point where it's like there was a point where like I was doing it like every day, and I was like, no, the brain cell loss it just like not gonna ultimately be good for me I, i'm telling you fully addicted to amyl nitrate it was like wait what it, what are poppers please explain this to me that's i have you like came has here. heard of that but i don't understand i'm it. happy yeah. you came here I'm because happy you came i here too. it sounds like something i want to get into 
I think you would actually love them, Nikki. Okay, so Bowen's a chemistry major, so he can sort of like break through what a popper really is. Go on. So I think I think you would love them. They're 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 amyl nitrates. Um, they're basically they're advertised. They're they're packaged as VCR cleaner, nail polish remover, but they're inhalants through your nostrils, and it just gives. I'm gonna get them. Get them. Matt's going to demonstrate. I have them in my bedroom, but it's a little bit further away. So, but they, they, Wait, they are these like very addictive? No, 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 no. It's, I don't think they're, there's, they're not habit forming or anything, but you, you inhale them one nostril. Matt's going to demonstrate. So Matt's yeah. going to demonstrate. So what we have here is like, you see, it's, it's called Rush. This is, this is Rush a is like, brand. sort of like the Coca-Cola of, of poppers, <laughs> sort of ubiquitous brand, not necessarily the best. So maybe that's not the best analogy, but. Um, so Matt's going to demonstrate and it just gives you this head. You're doing one. Yeah. It gives you this head rush and it, and it vasodilates you so that it loosens up, uh, loosens you up. Right. So in a, oh there's going to be a 45 second period where <laughs> oh I'm no. feeling like really good and you're going to see me sweat and it's, and it's quick. But right now, like if I wanted to ease onto a dick right now, it would be like a lot easier. Okay. I know. So this is, this is the thing that helps you relax for anal yes. sex, but why, yeah. but why jerking off is this, uh, helpful if you're not having a penetration? It, it helps. Sometimes I'll do poppers when I'm watching porn, just to like, uh, like what Matt said, take me there and like transport me mindset wise. And I, I do feel like much hornier in that, in that high space. Matt, how you feeling? I, I mean, I feel amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god why don't you do it all the time then i'm like that with weed like weed makes me feel amazing and then i want to do it over and over and then you it starts to not work and then you're like uh, oh this is just gross and it's like that to me is dangerous but i i completely understand what I, because for i like i love anal sex it feels you? fucking awesome mm-hmm. yes and any guy and the thing is i just i under, don't understand when people are like Oh, that's for gay guys. It's like no. your mm-hmm. assholes aren't different than other guys. Like if it feels amazing to you, it feels like that's the majority. Yes. And I won't, I actually won't have it. And now I'm like, you need to, you need to go out and like find poppers now, especially you love anal sex. You need poppers. Well, I love it. Well, the thing is, that's my favorite part of porn is like that part where you can tell the girl, like when they tell the girl to relax, because it's the only way, because it's total <laughs> surrender. I mean, yes, to have yeah. complete surrender. Ass, oh, it's, yeah, it's trust. It's like, you are completely submissive. It's like, and it's the opposite of, I actually don't like to be doing too much. Like I like to be like, I, in my real life, I like to be very like in control in bedroom, nothing. Mm-hmm. And like when you actually let a dick in your ass and you're able to relax enough to have that happen naturally, it's hard to do. Yeah, it's really yeah. like, that's hard. hard to do. And you to be able to to have that experience just brought on by something that you put up your ass is wait, no, you sniff it or do you, you put sniff up your ass? it? I mean, and then, and then it could be more comfortable to put something up your ass, which is really the reason why you yes. do it. But the thing is with. Yeah, but it's so. Do you find it hard to put something up your ass? Like, let's say you're masturbating so hard. And, and jerk off it's at the same hard. time. Because for me, I can't, I can't do, that's my biggest complaint about masturbation is like, I need a fucking machine. I want something. And I actually do have most of my dildos have a thing that makes them move independently uh-huh. so that it feels like someone else because I need that oh. and I need clit. So I need like to, you need, I need stimulation in lots of places. So yeah. And I, I want get something you. up my ass too. So it's like, I need, I, I need three hands to really get the job done in the way I want. Um, but yeah, masturbation for me is a whole process because of that. But do you, when you masturbate, you guys, do you stick something up your ass? Will you put a finger or something or like a toy? I've done that. I, 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 I started doing that in the fall just to like, cause sometimes I just to be totally cause honest. You gotta it cause the weather changed. Cause the weather changed. <laughs> just the leaves, the foilage. Yes. After the, the winds of change. Uh, no, I, <laughs> 
I yeah. I have been having trouble in the handful of times I've I've bottomed or I've just had sex recently. I I'm having trouble coming while something is inside me. Mm. The thing they don't tell you about anal sex is that it does hurt every time in the beginning. Like, like it's not something where it's like you do it enough times and it's like, oh, forget it. Now you can just slip it in. When when the dick first goes goes in, I think it does hurt every time, and there is that period of adjustment, which is why these are so handy yes. and also just the mentality and the knowledge of the fact that like the pain is a part of it in the beginning and then phew, I'm off to the races. And then you I, yes, it's it. a yes. part of it. Yes. It's- and I spent my entire 20s like being so afraid of bottoming. I, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I, the pain is not something I like to embrace, but I mean, like, I, Bowen will tell you, I had, like, such a complex about this for my whole 20s. Like, was that, were you scared of the pain or the poop? Well, both, I guess, right? Because, like, the poop is such a, there's such I was a threat of, of the poop. poop. The pain, I was like, I could take it. Yeah. <laughs> there's such but a threat of poop. poop. And I've prepared poorly several times and I look forward to now like just committing to this is something I enjoy and this is how I prepare for it and not just winging it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. But at the same time, it's like, I have to give grace. I get, I also give grace now. It's like whenever anyone feels they've prepared and they obviously haven't, I just give them the grace that I know I would want given to me. You know what I mean? And this is the clo- only way I'm even close to a Christian. It's like, I give grace when it comes to bottoming. I, I hope to receive grace. If there's a little bit of poop at the end, guess what? We just fucked in our assholes. So it's actually okay. And no one's going to be dead. Like yeah. there's so much like, yes. like, like this like weird, like ick factor around poop during sex and i believe we talked about this recently did we not Bo? uh of what of just the poop being present about ick factor on on during sex about re-poop yeah we have we have we have yeah and it's just like it's got it we got we got to end the stigma well the the only thing i i understand the shame around pooping like let it go and i was able to do that like if i shit on a guy i'm like you're the one with your dick in my ass like this is Mm -hmm. it, it that's where i do that it's like the actually the primary use of that is is that so it shouldn't be a surprise and I've had boyfriends really handle it very perfectly and not make me feel bad. Change the bed sheets while I'm in the shower still. And I come back, it's like a fresh bed. It's like it never happened. It's like <laughs> yeah. really sweet things. But the thing that bums me out is like, it smells like shit in the room. You know, like yeah. if you, if you like the, the second the shit smells introduced to sex, it like makes me, it makes you lose your the guy loses erection. It makes me like, Oh my God, am I like it? it yeah, it's the smell. But if you got, if you lost your smell in COVID, then it's really <laughs> no problem. That's the benefit of losing it. All the anal I want. That's the benefit Shameless of COVID. Anal. That's the benefit of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Just a silver lining. Now I get anti-vaxxers. They're like, well, I'm hoping to get it. So my sense of smell goes away. So I don't smell poop when I get fucked in my ass. It's like, oh, okay. I, well, I hadn't considered this anti-vax perspective. <laughs> That is the one I will allow. I have one friend who is scared of needles and I have one who wants to have anal sex with a bandit and not have the smell like ruin the mood. 100%. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with... 
Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Pico de gallo purple cabbage and new avocado verde salsa sauce with new menu options like cantina chicken tacos burritos and quesadillas there's something for everyone and taco bell isn't just for a late night with this new cantina chicken menu the possibilities are well endless try the new cantina chicken menu at taco bell now now i said snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Were you on an island recently? Are you? Yeah. We talk about this because we 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 weren't following along the saga necessarily, but tell us what's what's happened on the island. Yes, I um. Well, I can't talk about what I was doing, okay. but I was. Well, I can I can say I was I was on a show there. I was doing a new show and filming a new show on location, which is like the Ugh, greatest time of my entire it. life. Just like being with a big group of people, meeting new people. We we there was no COVID in the, it came in islands mm-hmm. in, on Grand Cayman, so we quarantined for two weeks and then we were free to roam about the country mm. uh, at our le- leisure for two whole months making a show and it was a show that I signed on for because I just it just fit with everything I want to do in life like it just was like I had after COVID I was just like I only 
want to do things that are like fun and weird and <laughs> just seem like an adventure. And I was scared to go because it's just like, I was just scared to be social. I was scared to be somewhere where like the world was open again. And like, I, I have to be social and make friends. And, but in terms of the work, I was just in a zone where it was like, I had no nerves about it. I'm like, I've got this. Like mm. I, they made the right choice with me, very confident going into it. So I was able to just have so much freaking fun. And, uh, and I lived in the Cayman Islands and then the show wrapped and I didn't want to go home. <gasps> I just stayed alone. I met some friends. Like I've met like my makeup artist. I became really good friends with. So I made some friends that were able, but I just stayed. I couldn't let it go. Yeah. I just like stayed on the Island for two weeks in this joke hotel that was a, like suites are usually $4,000 a night. And I, I got them for 600 a night, which is uh, still a lot of money. But like wow. I was living large yeah. in the Cayman Islands for two weeks by myself, just like processing what I had been through and being grateful and just dreading going back to the States, like to wear masks again. And then, and then I'm, now I'm back to the grind, but and live in St. Louis. But it was it was just the best. I, I location is legit. It's like summer camp. Oh my yeah. God. Wow. Well, Have you guys ever done that? Have you ever been on like a thing somewhere where everyone's kind of there for just a short amount of time oh, i'm about i'm about to but i haven't but it's, it sounds like a fucking dream it's if you're with the right people and find your right group it is it's like it really is summer camp it was so fun and i'm with a bunch of people that have been doing this forever so i'm like isn't this like the best and they're like you'll get you you'll see but i was having i was so enthusiastic about it like this is the life i want because i get just traveling all the time doing stand-up you never are somewhere long enough where you learn where you're you are you know this the coffee shop you like to go to the restaurants right. mm-hmm. and like you just the people are always different and i was just like it's just so nice to like show up to a place and like they're the same people mm. and like I don't know. I'm just stand up. I'm looking forward to getting back into it, but I'm making it a whole like my tour is just going to be me with a caravan of friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got to got to keep it as fun as possible. I'm not doing any more work. That's not fun. I can't. Right. Yes. Yes. But I've only just I'm only just now able to. Right. Are you like booked up? Is it like one night in this city and then the next night in another and the next night in another? Or are you giving yourself some grace days? Because when we toured, it was kind of we always say like, oh, we wish we had spent we had been able to land for like at least two or three days in this one spot. Like it's important because you then yeah. you leave the place and you're like, why did I travel if I wasn't going to actually like at least be there for two days and at least have one day in the city and then one night out at a mm-hmm, restaurant or like mm-hmm, a club or something mm-hmm. or bar or whatever. Like, are you giving yourself that? I think it's a really good idea, but I just don't know that I can make it happen because right. busy. I want to be home when I'm not working. Like I would like, to, I'm trying to have some sort of place that I can call home. And if I do that too much, I'll always be on the road. So yeah. if it's just like two cities in one weekend, then I'm home the rest of the time. But it's like, I don't know. I'm, st- I'm getting to the age where it's like, this is getting old. This just like tr- working every night, doing stand up yeah, every night, doing yeah. sets. And I don't want to live that life. And like, I can't, like I will definitely always do stand up and always do specials and work really hard when I'm working on one. But this, I, I'm so glad for me that COVID made me like figure out what I could do at night besides stand up or mm. fill my life with mm. besides running around doing podcasts. And it really is just opening my computer, doing podcasts and then, uh, and, 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 but not doing zoom shows, like, but watching TV, going to like eating dinner and then like going to bed. I've never done that in the 17 years I've been doing standup comedy as just like have an evening in. If there's standup, I will be at it. Right. And I don't want to do it anymore. I'm tired. No, because this is the thing in this new show that's out hacks on HBO max. This, this, this Jean smart character like is, is, is a Joan rivers, like Phyllis Diller type who like has just hasn't, has never stopped working in her, in her life. 
and and then it, like it's gotten me to rethink the whole way like people talk about like the art of showing up or whatever it's like but showing up is actually like overrated in some ways <laughs> especially especially after you've put in the hours and you like and you paid your dues and all that like at a certain point you have to decide for yourself oh i'm not going to do uh to quote uh chad michaels and rupaul's drag race the chicken chick gigs i'm not yeah, gonna do right. like that stuff it's you know? it, well you know what you really need a period of yes before you can realize what's too much like i had that like when i was on my on the grind and like in our 20s Bo, like when it was like mm-hmm. doing a ton a ton a ton a ton a ton and then you just realize like you have only slept for five hours the night yeah. before or yeah. maybe combined like your sleep your average of sleep is like six seven hours for like two three days do you know how good it feels to sleep eight hours a night if you can do that if you can figure that out if you have the ability time and availability to eat well and sleep it just makes you a more like valid human being it's just so much easier so like i get people are like you know whatever self-care has now become like like a sort of gauche thing to say because it's like everyone's saying self-care everyone's talking about it but they got a fucking point because uh, you know that is something the quarantine lets you know is it's like sometimes that pace of living if you're always tired all the time is not normal it's not normal no yeah and the self-care thing we it needs to be trendy because we are americans work so hard that we the only way we'll adopt something is if it is trendy and like the cool thing to do because Mm -hmm. we don't like ourselves and we (laughs) value ourselves based on how much output we do and how much we protect like can say that we worked so that we can deserve the thing yeah we can't eat the thing unless we go to the class and then we can't and we can't i can't um i mean i my whole life is a reward system i can't enjoy my i can't sit down and watch tv if i haven't done anything all day like i can't take a nap unless i'm desperate for a nap and it's like why can't i just lay down because i want to it's like i'm i'm Mm -hmm. really into that stuff now and because it feels so good and that's what we're meant to do so i think we have to make it like trendy so anyone does it because i'm so tired of people thinking it's cool to be tired and i used to be that way it's like of like how much you didn't sleep and it's like you shouldn't be here you're drunk i don't want (laughs) to hear how the pa is underslept on this show because he's driving a bus of people and he doesn't know how to drive in this country or what, you know what? Like there are things there's like sleep deprivation mm-hmm. is really fucked and we're all walking around with it. And our, you know, the screens are doing shit to us too. It's like, I, I love sleep, but sometimes I'm just like the every day you wake up and it's like another full day of nonstop work. And you, when you get to the end of it, you mm-hmm. just don't want to go to sleep because you want <sighs> to, you want to be awake for some relaxation. And then, leads to more sleep like sleeping is not what i want to do when i'm most tired for some reason wow and that's actually Mm -hmm. the most fucked up thing because it's not every night that that happens to me but some nights it it is that thing where it's like well i've earned some some reward for for all the work that i've put in today and 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 most of the time it's just better to just i don't know shut down but wait okay hold on you you want your you want your dates now to be like you're bringing in friends like what's like d- describe like an ideal night like in in some city like with who yeah well I what. always have my podcast uh, co-host Andrew Collin he's my best friend he's my roommate I moved him from New York City uh, where he was we were always working together and he was on my radio show and he's a stand-up comic and he's open for me on the road for a couple of years now. I moved him to St. Louis cause I was living with my parents the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. I wanted to move out of their house, but I also could not be alone. Mm-hmm. I just know that if I'm not doing stand up every night and like socializing, then I could be alone. But 
So I was like, Andrew, move to St. Louis and start this podcast with me. So every day I do this podcast with him now. So when we're going on the road now, I'm like, okay, Andrew's opening for me. I'm going to bring my um, my other best friend, Anya Marina. She's an amazing singer. Oh, I know Anya Marina. She, oh, my God. Yes. Yes. She did. A, she did a lot of She's, Grey's Anatomy songs back in the day. Like she did. Yes, oh, amazing. Her <laughs> cover of Ti's "Whatever You Like" is the hottest thing. I mean, it's I was great. a fan before I was a friend and it's so sexy and um, she's just, she's incredible. So she opens for me. She opened for me on my last oh, tour. So she'll that. be there. She's just like a calming presence. Yeah. She was my tour manager last time though too. Oh. And I, and I made a change this time. I'm like, I'll pay you the same, but you're not tour managing because I want you no stress. I want you down yeah, to hang yeah. and be like my so emotional great. support friend. And then I'm also, <laughs> I also might start getting into town the day before and during the day of my show, I w- might do Taylor Swift sing-alongs where I play <laughs> guitar and everyone comes like to a cafe. It's like free for like Swifties because <laughs> I don't. I- I'm playing guitar now and singing all the time, and I just want to sing Taylor Swift with other Swifties. So I might do Swiftie meetups. Oh, oh that's my uh, and God! That's, well, you've that's also awesome. come to the right place. We, you know that we are hard. We are I know, literally I Taylor Nation. I wanted to talk to you guys about <laughs> Taylor Swift so badly because no one gets it like they don't uh, like i i know that you guys do because i heard i heard your one where you covered folklore mm-hmm. i think it was yeah i think it was right with folklore it, it was so just nuanced and really it came from a perspective of of two people that i know love her as much as i do mm. and like really appreciate her and so yeah i just i know that as a 36 soon to be 37 year old swifty i would want to go somewhere and sing with a bunch of other yeah. girls hundred percent so even if it's bad, which I'm not good at guitar, I'm like, well, I'll sing. It'll just be so fun. It just, I was doing Taylor Swift dance parties during the COVID. I would just <sighs> do a playlist and we'd all just dance on Zoom, like hundreds of people. Love it. And it was so fun because I just, I just, she really makes me happy. And I like, like, I listened, I have to like, wa- I watch her Grammy performance now before I go like on a podcast or if I'm on my way to a mm-hmm. set and I'm like kind of nervous and want to get into like my energy of being like i got this i'm mm-hmm. fucking i'm a pro like i watch her gr- latest grammy performance because it's just masterful and emotional and raw and uh yeah she just gets me in the right place she, where she goes into willow in august oh so good she, yeah she's uh, yeah she started on um uh fuck. Cardigan. cardigan 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 august willow when, she, when just, she snuck august uh, in there i was like thank you thank for giving you. august the thank moment you. the live like award show moment because august was obviously on an album full of highlights like it was the highlight of folklore which i believe that's my favorite song on the album yeah absolutely was the highlight and just a song that has resonated with me throughout my uh, the first moment i heard it i Mm -hmm. have meet me behind the mall is like the best line cancel my plans just in case you call Back when I was living for the hope of it oh. all, meet me behind the mall, just being snuck around mall. by some dude that Ill doesn't even like. Ah, oh, it's so heartbreaking, and like it's just it has this Christian. It it's it, it brings the bridge in very soon, and then it doubles down. The on structure the bridge. is like, brilliant of that it's song. Truly cool. It's all over the place, and it's so good. And it's and you're right. Like the pawn sessions didn't give me what I wanted, even though Jack Antonoff during August on this pond sessions is hilarious. But I, I wanted a out. like full, I wanted her standing up off of a couch, you know, like, yeah. and that gave it to me too. But August was my, yeah, my number yeah. one Spotify play. Like it was, I couldn't stop. And I, and I still play it all the time. I just, I just sang it with my friends. I made my friends come over and sing it with me in the courtyard. So as I played beautiful. Guitar with them. It's the best. I think we're in this specific, in this weird zone in terms of, 
Swifty age where yeah when did you guys get on board I was on board ever since fearless well yeah oh, I would wow. say that when I started to when I started to become legit 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 was probably was tail end of red and then into 1989 so I was a little I was a little I guess late I know that there's like hardcore Swifties I, who I'm have like exactly truly there, been on Matt. the ground for us and self-titled yeah but but when I tell you when yeah. I joined the bandwagon I joined it hard like yeah. it was like yeah. 1989 hard. to me still is her masterpiece I actually I stand reputation I, I stand we are this is a reputation house <laughs> this is a, this is one here. Yeah. Thank you. I uh, reputation. I mean, the whole album I celebrate. There are no duds on it. I was just on a, no a, a subreddit, a Taylor Swift subreddit, and they were ranking her songs by album. And it's funny because Taylor Swifties don't will never say anything bad about Taylor Swift. Like you know, fa- like they we can't yeah. you know stand culture. You just don't. Yeah. No. And that they do the surveys. Some teenager made it and was like, uh, like you're not. It, it, they didn't say least favorite, but it was like. Uh, it started with there was some way they did it so that you wouldn't be saying it was your least favorite right, or right, something right. like that. But it was which is nice. It's so they're so nice, and I love Swifties, and that's why. I, and I feel like I'm one. I just Taylor Swift 1989 dropped, and I hearing and I went to her Red concert, and I got into Red a lot. But there was just something about 1989, and then going to that show, I just and then Re- Reputation was for me what just like. Uh oh, we're in yeah. some trouble. This you'll never be the same, Nikki, because you heard delicate. I heard delicate. Please, this ain't for the best. It still is my uh, it's my alarm every morning wow. when I wake up. This ain't for the best. I don't get ri- sick of it. I I do not get sick of that song. It's dis- it's disgusting. And I don't know about you, but like you said, like, and I want to ask everyone what their favorite live Taylor performance is. But this is one that so I might be the mine. biggest. I know you probably do, but there for me, there's two. One, there's a live performance that she did of Treacherous, which is, um, it, it was like, um, she had like her bangs and her like her like liberal and arts she's hair. Had, like, the kids are sitting yes, on the and the floor, kids are sitting like on the she's floor. reading them a book, and she's yes. and she is like she's just explaining it in the beginning and then does it, and then it's so good. Her vocal's so great. But my favorite performance of hers is Wildest Dreams from the tour, which is a, uh, I believe it's a mashup. Oh my God! Was oh, it enchanted? Oh, oh, oh. Enchanted? Enchanted? Yeah. Enchanted? So yes, yeah. the yes. enchanted wildest dreams uh, mashup. Because I'm telling you, she sings the wildest dream bridge over and over like three extra times, and then she does the chorus at the end, and that she gets it from the piano and starts doing her white girl stomp, and she's giving you her hips, and she's just giving. <laughs> she's so Taylor, and I also like for me my favorite type of song is like an emotional ballad that lifts off like I wildest dreams to me is I, I did that thing I don't know if you guys have done this but like they'll like um do like the the March Madness the brackets with her songs oh yeah, and oh, I, yeah. I, I, I did, I did it and no matter what I do wildest dreams always wins and I know that no one else is saying that but me but wildest dreams to me is it I just got into wildest dreams like a month ago. Oh I know, God. I know. I, it was just one that I like was like, it's great. I know it and I could sing it. You know, I know all the lyrics, but I just really, for her, I got to feel this. I have to yeah. go through what that, I need, I seek out her songs to feel my feelings. I can't get there really otherwise. So I will go through, when I'm going through a heartbreak or feeling like the industry is out to, I'll, I'll find the song and I'm, and wildest dreams, I was just, 
like seeing like, will this fit my mood today? And I go, holy shit. It's this there when you need it. Nailing mm, yeah. every aspect of what I wanted. And it was just like this. It was like, it's like porn for my emotions. Like it really just like got everything yeah. out that I needed. And then the music video Ugh. where she has the, uh, uh, but I can't wait to watch that live. I haven't watched that live performance because Enchanted Check though, it out. is so good. And do you know that it was written about the the lead singer of that one band that did, I, I get a thousand hugs from 10,000 fireflies. Wait, no. Lead singer of Out City, she met him at a party and he, she he, <laughs> she wrote that song about him. And then by the time it came out, she, oh he, she was God. like super famous and he found out it was about him and he like slid back in and he like, I think wrote a song or covered it. He covered it to like get her attention again and she never acknowledged it. Oh, that's no. beautiful. She had moved on. Bowie, what's, what's your number one live, Bo? <laughs> she had okay. moved on. She had moved on. My number one live is a tie between, but they're from the same they're from the same concert, quote unquote, which is her Grammys Museum performance. Oh, Do you guys know what I'm talking was about? Great. She was oh, great. Yes. Yeah. It's but it's the acoustic version of Blank Space. Yep. And then it and then it's the fucking like just like Jeff Buckley guitar version mm-hmm. of Wildest Dreams. And like yes. both of those, she's just and also like this is so shallow, but her look was so perfect. She's just in a she black was- in a black mock neck. Black yeah. pants. Her hair was perfectly mm-hmm. like just brushed and like gentle curl up, like curl up around the frame she of her face. So poised and just perfect and confident. And she's at the Grammys too, so she's like, she's like a, she's at the top. Yeah, it was and her imperial phase. We always imperial say like phase. the pops, the the star burned brightest. Not not that. Wow. Not, well, and the thing is, she has had this many times because she's very good at reinventing, sort of Madonna esque in that way, where it's like you know, there's just a constant sort of reinvention happening with her and especially now with essentially nymph in the woods culture that's happening which we love like witch in the woods moment uh but that was so she was really hitting it at that yeah that show Bo. you're so right oh my god the blank space i really love i have so good i love she she does the intro she goes yeah and she's talking about like you know i'm getting ridden up all the time it's really fun she's she's something <laughs> yeah like, yeah so like people have been obsessed with my love life and paying attention to every de- detail it's really fun so imagine like what if that character that people think that i am wrote a song and it just i guess i never thought of that song that way and it's that song is so great because i've started doing that version of that song like i learned how to play guitar the same way <gasps> and i and i and i'm like i'm not as good of a singer so i'm not as good of a guitarist but I've been l- working on the performance of it. Right. And I was listening, I'm thinking about the lyrics and I'm like, I love this song because this song is, this woman it's a character is a piece. psycho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she starts out so nice. Nice to meet you. Where you been? Oh my God, I can show you incredible things. But then she's like, uh, I'll find out what you want. I'll be that girl for a month. Yeah. Oh, wait, the worst is yet to come. But she's saying it with a smile. And then it gets into like crying, screaming doors. And it just becomes crazy. And like she, and, and she acts this out obviously in the, the music video. And it was a very, like very heavy handed <laughs> message, but that I, I miss, <laughs> but I just love that this, I, I, now I'm realizing like, okay, if I'm going to perform music, I'm not that good at singer guitar. Maybe I can bring some comedic value to it of like unpiecing this character of who this girl is. So it's like, I've been trying to explore her songs that way. Just analyzing the lyrics. Cause there's no one better than that. I mean, I, I just, I, I'm so, so I'll get to my favorite live performance. Sorry for all of that. I will have to say, I can't get over the, I, I cannot get over the camera fucking with her eyes. She does on Betty 
the American <gasps> Country Music yeah. Awards acoustic. Well, she was very she goes, Showed up at your party. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're getting the and eyes. She's like, it, go, guys, watch, go back and watch that. And yeah. then like, she is looking at that camera like I I felt I was like aroused by it. And I just thought it was like so I just love her very acoustic and her outfit for that was very toned down. She did her own makeup. Yep. But then if her Cornelia Street, um, the oh, Paris yeah. one, I really yeah. love because oh. of that city screams your name that like your that she reaches yeah. for. Yeah. It's like it's like more rugged. I just yeah. But literally every single one. She just can't go wrong. And she's gotten so much better with time. And it just it's fun to watch her old stuff because I didn't get into her until so late and just see just, you know, I feel like I feel very I relate to Taylor Swift a lot. And I, I I'm just scared she's going to have kids because then I'll stop relating to her. No, no, no. I don't think she, she is so aware. and She's so <laughs> in touch with like what people like about her that I think she'll she'll never be. She'll never lose that self awareness in terms of like how it trans really how it translates to her music or how she connects to her her listeners. Um, but wait, talk about your personal history with Taylor Swift, especially the Swifties, because 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 there was that like weird time when it felt when it felt like volatile and hostile, right? And like I and like I've experienced this with Swifties too, where like yeah. they've come after me. They're really really sensitive, and that's what I was. <sighs> I was anticipating them being very, very angry at me. They didn't come at me because I got ahead of it before they could figure out who I was. <laughs> right. But I really ended up... Ha- so I was in the trailer for uh, Miss Americana that dropped a a, a week before yeah. Miss Americana came out, the documentary on Netflix. And I, at midnight, right. the trailer dropped. As a Swifty, I pulled it up and in bed watching it and I hear my own voice. And I was just like, Oh god! And, and it, it's Your during like the part drop. of the, the documentary that's like, like where she she's like I had to go away for a year, and it's like a bunch of people saying shitty things, and me being like she has all these model friends, she's too skinny. It's like I I don't like it. It's just me just being not funny, just like and it's my voice. I send it to all my friends, and I'm like, you guys, I am in the Taylor Swift documentary, and they're like, that is not you. He would never say those things, and I'm like, I know it's me. Of course mm. I would, because like I I know that I I I used to mouth off about her because I was so like wanting to be her and I felt like now she's a model and now she's I, it's sure. like the thing I just said I don't want her to have kids because I will relate <laughs> and I'm like oh, now you're friends with all, only Hadids like you're I'm losing you it's, no it's like that's my part of loving in- someone so much that's part of loving someone so much is you sometimes do say something teasing them like everyone that we stand we all we, it's because We've we love them so much that them. we have fun with them so I get what you were yes. doing I mean, but yeah and then- it was the same though like I love her so much I felt I was losing her mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. models and to that, like I <laughs> yeah. thought I was gonna lose her, and so I was gonna shame her for it that she'd come back to me the way, like my when my best friend Kirsten in high school, like like when I found out she like blew someone, I just like I cried and cried because uh-huh. I was like I've lost you, like I to can't, dick. you've lost her, to I dick. can't do that, I'm not gonna be able to do that and yeah. talk to you and relate to you anymore. So that's how I felt about Taylor Swift being skinnier than me, <laughs> like <laughs> right. honestly, and like being so like well coiffed and yeah. shiny and like model like she's a legit she could be a model yeah like a runway model mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and so i lashed out on some dumb show and then i uh i f- i waited a week and during that week i couldn't listen to taylor swift music i was just like i've done my girl Man. wrong i don't know how bad this is going to be like i i just the thought of her made me like sad because i was like i've i, I hurt her, you felt it's her like, feelings yeah and i didn't know what 
the impact was going to be in terms of like how I come off on this documentary, what else I said. I didn't even look up the clip. And I'm like, I don't even want to know. It's what's done is done. My agents and everyone were like, don't make this a thing because, you know, we don't want to upset her or anything. Right. Like, I go, can you can you find out what part of this? I They, they were like, uh-huh. we're not going to say anything. So then someone got a pre-screener and was like, you're in it. And I was like, oh, God oh, damn no. it. And um, I finally watched it. And it was just it was a clip of me. It wasn't my name. They didn't use my name. Uh, like or like you do a Chiron for me but, you, but, you but see it's my face, face yeah. and it's video of me going she's uh, she's all she has model friends she's too skinny it's like come on it was just, just me being mm-hmm. like just a little bitch like bitching about my like gossipy and not funny like if it was funny I could even justify it but it wasn't and mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even then so I just felt really sad and I caught a couple like hateful DMs but not like from people who really did their work and then all day I was like I couldn't even feel my feelings because I couldn't listen to Taylor Swift oh to process what I was feeling about Taylor Swift because it triggered me so much to be like, I don't want to listen to this person that probably hates me. Right. And so I was like walking around the city. I didn't know what to do. And then I was like, I have to apologize. I didn't want to go through my agents because I thought that they would probably be so scared of even t- talking to her that they'd tell me that they wrote, to- they'd send it to her and, and then they wouldn't lie about it. And then it. I wouldn't yeah, lie yeah. about it because to protect me and because they're liars. And so, <laughs> um, you know, and they lie for a living. So yeah. uh, I, I, I just, decided to like put out a picture of me in a Taylor Swift shirt and then write a, a caption being like, Hey, I was in this thing. And I clocked that. I, and I, loved it. I loved it. I loved it. it. I thought it was, I thought it was a perfectly written thing. I loved it. It wasn't trying to like protect myself from Swifties cause they weren't really coming after me. It was honestly to make like to have a chance of getting this in front of her eyes. Cause I thought maybe she'll see this and she'll know that I am someone who's struggled with eating disorders. And like the fact that I may have contributed to hers in any way by commenting on her body, like was, and and, and then I admitted to just being jealous and I thought it was, and then she, she wrote a comment back and I literally can't even remember what it was because I saw it and I couldn't look again. Like it was too much. Like I just like, was like, thank you Taylor. And then I was like, I don't even know what it was. And so that, and, but the way she wrote it was like, so like, Oh my God, this means so much to me. Like it was, it was very just the thoughtful. way she talked. You, yeah. you could tell it mattered to her that you said that. I think I it think, really did. I think because you know the thing. The thing that I think sometimes we forget about people that are this big is that like they do have the internet and they are human beings. And the thing is like you know, especially I think when someone is like really funny. I I I, I think for for a lot of musicians too, they look at like funny people as like people that have like some sort of like. Uh, eye on the whole thing and like when, whenever a comedian makes fun of them it's always like oh it's their job it's a comedian making fun of me but also there I think there's an insinu there's like probably a false insinuation that comedians are like smart or all seeing or will call out the thing that everyone's thinking so there is that thing of like oh a comedian made fun of me like am I this thing and so I think like for you to own it like that even if you didn't need to even if it was just like something you tossed off and like you did not need to beat yourself up about it I think she as a human being was like Oh, this like cool, funny, gorgeous comedian that like, you know, may have bothered me, like owned this, went out of her way to do this and be like, I have such a respect and admiration for you. I'm sorry. And she did reply very thoughtfully. And you could tell that she wouldn't have just said that had it not been something that was really meaningful. And I thought the whole thing was great. Thank you. And I honestly want to take this opportunity to address another time I talked ill of Taylor Swift (gasps) in a way that. It was before Miss Americana, but it only came out after Miss Americana. So I felt like if she could have seen it, uh, like it was only after my apology. And then I taped the swing before 
So, but it's like a bonus, exactly what you're saying of like the people you love so much and you know the most about, you have the most opinions about and you as a comedian, maybe make the most fun of. But honestly, when I did Dancing with the Stars, I kind of signed up for that because I like, there was a part of me that was like Taylor Swift makes like kind of white girl dancing, like not like being done, (laughs) you know, like in the shake, uh, you know, shake it off video. It was like, she was like people accuse her of appropriating, but she was just bad at dancing. She wasn't that good at some, in some of those dances. It wasn't, but it it looked fun and it was fun to watch, which is what dancing is. It doesn't mean it's bad. But the truth is Taylor Swift is actually a great dancer. She's great at choreo. She is, so I did that. I didn't have my knowledge when I said that. So in a couple of interviews, I said the fact that Taylor Swift can be a b- bad at dancing and own it. And I love her so much. And I like watching her bad dancing. And I didn't, I was speaking from a place of like assuming she was bad dancing, but not really having seen it. So someone, I, a fan of mine met her and she, and this is before Miss Americana went backstage and said, I, I, Nikki Glaser loves you. Do you, do you know Nikki Glaser? She's a comedian that loves you. And she goes, is that the one that says that I, my bad dancing inspired her? And I was like, so Taylor's heard me say oh. that. And that makes me so sad because I want to, if so, if anyone out there listening to this knows Taylor Swift, will you let her know that the truth behind me referencing her being a bad dancer is the fact that I'm a bad dancer. And so I projected that onto her, not knowing how good she dances. Then I saw her, the, her video delicate and that bitch can dance and she yeah. mm-hmm. that girl can do anything she puts her mind to yeah. and then i've also seen reputation like uh, since then i've immersed myself in her live performances which i hadn't before and knowing what i know from dancing with the stars and how hard it is to dance that girl it, the fact that she's able to dance as good as she can and everything else as good as she can she's a very good dancer yeah. and i would never compare myself to her again in the dancing realm at this point in her career i think taylor swift must understand or have some empathy towards the people who make any swipe at her, not that not that you saying that she was a bad dancer was a swipe, but the people who make a swipe at her are it's it it is a projection. They are seeing her as this Rorschach test. It's like they they see what they want to see out of her when when this like she knows that. She knows She's that. She's smart enough to know that, but this this girl gets it her revenge. Her. I know. She oh, yeah. to, she is driven by that. And I remember like she wrote a whole song mean about someone saying that she couldn't sing, yeah. you know. So for for mm. me and and as someone who is very similar to to her and in, in that way i think i i'm projecting onto her that like the fact if someone were to say something like that about me i it would stick in my cr- i would remember it oh like, yeah she she thinks i'm a bad dancer like i actually thought i was really good and delicate and the truth is you were <laughs> and you are a good dancer mm-hmm. and i i wasn't i hadn't seen that yet so and she doesn't take jokes about herself well as we've sure, seen sure sure no, no, no. she's like, had problems with comedians before untouchable yeah. yeah in terms of that like the, the line in that netflix show right do you remember that yes i do that was a whole thing and i think that was a little like i understand where she's coming from she's like tired of the same jokes being made right. that she dates a lot but but that was like a, a that that i was like wow okay you know what? She definitely was probably upset at my dancing thing. And I'm that sensitive too. I, I honestly am. I think, so I get yeah, it. Yeah, it was it was definitely indicative of a sensitivity that we obviously know is there because but it's an interesting thing with her because we we know her as like being two things. An incredibly sensitive person, and that makes her such a great artist, but also an incredibly smart and shrewd businesswoman and like someone who is very in charge of their brand and very smart about their brand. And I say this not in a pejorative, but calculated about the way that her business is done. So when those two things are both true, I think 
it's almost hard to reconcile. And I do think that the thing about Taylor Swift is like for anyone in the millennial age group or, or, or a couple years out, she is probably the biggest pop star of our time. And so with that, and and the knowledge that we are living in the age of social media that really took over during her rise to being number one and how she stayed there, there's a lot to negotiate. So it's like the way you talk about celebrities, especially the way you talk about women, uh, the way you talk about um, you know, the way women have conflict with each other, the way that they negotiate those conflicts. I mean, it's just a lot, and there's a lot to learn about her re the way that she's consumed by the media and the populace. There probably could be like a college course taught on this, honestly. She's living experience only the Beatles and Michael Jackson. Like Mm -hmm. she's living in such, I can't imagine what it would be like to be her and for her to crank out these songs that are still so relatable with her life as such a megastar is, is really says something about her character. But I, I mean, I even feel it. I remember recently someone I was like, like romantically involved with is like teasing me about my looks in a way that I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to be called. I don't want any like jokes about my looks. I really mm-hmm. feel like it's, it's a, and he's just like, I don't understand that. Like you're the most beautiful, but like, you know, th- wh- that's a total joke that I would say you look like that thing that you don't even like there was, it, he just couldn't understand that I would ever feel ugly. And I go, or that would feel hurt by this absurd comparison. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I, I go, well, because I grew up like I felt ugly as a little girl. I'm still in that. And I, I've accepted myself and I like myself, but I can't handle being mocked for my like features. And it's not that I can't handle it. I get it everywhere. Like I do get it when I've signed myself up for roast. So there's been like jokes that have been presented that are really hurtful to my feelings that are repeated over and over on Twitter and YouTube comments. And it's just like comparing me to Larry Bird or, you know, Owen Wilson or saying like, you know, horse face stuff like that. You get that all the time. And he's like, don't read the comments. And I just, I fucking blew up. I blew up. I go, so easy for you to say. And the thing is, I don't read comments. I don't, I haven't read a YouTube comment since 2011. Like, I'm not kidding you. I don't read comments. I have to read through Instagram stuff to interact with fans. I have to read tweets to that stuff. You you can't avoid it. Even if you avoid it. And the shit, yeah, the shit gets through that filter anyway. Of course it does. It, it, It gets through it anyway. And so I said, I get that all out there, but for someone to, that was him not understanding what it's like to be a public figure and to be mocked. And, and, and I come off like this, like I only want everyone to like be nice to Mm -hmm. me and kind to me. It's like, well, I think I deserve that because a lot of people are get to be vocal about how they hate me more so than a a normal person. So if celebrities tend to want to be held, like handled with kid gloves by the people closest to them, it kind of makes sense. And on Taylor Swift's level, I can't even imagine what that would be. like. Everyone. It's everyone. Yeah. It's people that love you. It's me, Nikki Glaser, who's your number one fan. Talking yeah, trash. Yeah. Like those, it's it's must be. You can't. It, you must turn on the TV. Going, I hope there's not a joke about me. That's what probably happened with Ginny and Georgia. That show. She probably was enjoying that show, and then is suddenly taken out of it yeah. because this show thought of her as like pre- presented her as something that she's not, and it's like that would hurt. That must so have been I'm the reason sh- why she she tweeted about it. Was I bet must you have been. because because she's I just realized it. that. Yeah. Because I go, why is such venom? But it's like she wanted, she was like trusting them to be nice to her and take her on a journey. Or not expecting to even be mentioned. From her own life. Yeah. Like that's why right. we watch dramas. Like, and then all of a sudden they're making fun of you. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Um, I was just going to comment on that with, with Matt's comment about the the millennial sort of aspect of it being being sort of like tied to like her her 
her her identity and like the way that like we have any discourse about pop stars. It's interesting now because I'm talking to not even talking to anybody, but I'm just noticing that like these new people that are coming up, like Girl in Red, there's issues this great Norwegian singer, um, uh, Girl in Red, and uh, like Olivia Rodrigo, like guess who's their number one inspiration it's taylor i know i love yeah. it but, i love so i, I love so, what we're gonna get what we're gonna taylor. get exactly but what we're getting is like this other generation of people who are inspired by her and i think by and large that younger listenership is like not does not have all this crate these these they don't have all these weird hang-ups about how who, who she dates and and what like what her personality is or who her friends are it's like they're just there because they loved her music they listened to it. They listened to 1989 as like a seven year old, let's say. And now it's they're vintage for them. Yeah. And now it's, and now they're 14. And now they're oh like, my oh my God. Like it's like, we love, like, it's like the way that I relate to the Spice Girls because I was seven when I, when the Spice Girls first came out. And I will never say a bad thing about the Spice Girls ever. You know, it's like, yes. that's what, that's what's coming up now. And like, I think it's cool. And then I was talking to Celestium. Uh, they're, they're, they're a writer SNL. They just turned 25. They're a baby. Um, and I was like, do you like, and, uh, they're they're a lesbian, and I was like, "You like Taylor Swift, right?" And they were like, "I love Taylor Swift." And I was like, "And I was like, yeah, okay." And like, what's with all these like these like kids liking Taylor now? And and they were just like, "I think it's code for um, it's it's code for dyke energy. It's like you are like um." you like you have the sensitivity or this like awareness of your own emotions oh my god that checks out for all right like and she knows I just i mean i've knows. i've recently <laughs> felt like i might be in love with taylor swift the way i was in love with dave matthews in high school like wow she's kind of set me on this course of like i want to be in a relationship but like i want to protect her and like i would like love i could i could probably date taylor swift yeah. like, i would I, I can I can res- appreciate the fact that she would not want that from me, but I if she did, I would be down. And I <laughs> I don't and 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 that makes me open to being like, okay, well, if I can love her that like it's it, yeah. I'm, maybe I'll be. But but the, the, it's funny because the my the, my adult friends that I've recently been like, hey, do you like? I'm always looking for other Swifties to like hang yeah. out with and talk Swift with. Yeah. Like and and the ones the girls that I've met recently have been. Have been lesbians? Uh, gay later uh-huh, in life. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 There's a whole, yeah. there's a, there's a lot. She has a very, very strong lesbian fan base. And obviously she's, I think she's got a very strong queer fan base. And I think yes. that probably the last time she was discussed in like a, you know, negative way um, was when the Lover album came out and it felt like there was some pandering going on, which is an interesting time because I do think there was a lot of eye roll coming from her queer fan base because it kind of felt like we already loved you. We didn't need you to do all of this. But then mm. it's like interesting because to slow your roll just a second, like at the end of the day, like, isn't it net positive that she's like, I am standing up. I say like, sure, I embrace absolutely. all queer people. You know what I mean? And still we were being snarky about it because yeah. I think it did have, I think we've all been trained as we've, as we've gotten older, you know, and sort of understood how marketed to, we all are. We've sort of been trained to what I always say, notice the Pepsi cans for once. You know what I mean? Like when you walk into a room, like, and you're being given some entertainment, like how many fucking Pepsi cans there are. Like, I like to just sort of notice that so I know when I'm being marketed to. And there was the whole sort of like, you know, Chase Bank pride float thing going on when it felt like she was doing this like queer support thing. But at the end of the day, it's like 
all we ever wanted this girl to do was stand up and take a stand for what was right. And she finally did. And we have something snarky to say about it again. Like, and then I did, (laughs) I did, I did sort of get, um, I thought that she tackled it really responsibly and as well as she could have in the Miss Americana documentary where she sort of explained what she was up against. I thought the comparison to the Dixie chicks or now the chicks was really apt, like the way it completely changed their, um, their experience in the music industry and therefore changed their fans experience with them. You know, it's incredibly difficult. And so I think that was an interesting time for her. The lover era, which I don't even know. It feels like it was pretty glossed over, like in the grand scheme of the way Taylor views yeah. things. Um, but that was a that was a weird time. That was a rocky time for fans and and Taylor, especially queer fans and Taylor. Yeah, that's really interesting. I love to hear that perspective because it did feel like what what is this anthem like the and. And I really was bothered, not bothered, but I thought she should have done um, hate never made anybody less gay, not shade. Yeah, because yeah. shade yeah. felt like kind of like minimizing what it is yeah. that people are doing. So right. I've, oh, that choice, I was like, that could have been harder. That was the only note that I had as someone not uh, like uh, that didn't identify as queer at the time. Right. And and might someday don't don't currently. Well, but we like, have Taylor I, sort of it. mixing the feelings up for you, so it's, watch this. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. They're, oh, they're they're definitely mixed up. And <laughs> I, I, there are times I'm just I think I want to kiss her. Like, yeah. there's, she's just so like so. Th- there is that vibe for me. But the um the the whole lover. What was I going to say about the oh the fact that she is someone who you did say is calculated like she wants everyone to like her i mean that's what miss americana was about like she has Mm -hmm. that drive to get everyone she wants to make her fans happy she cares so much about her fans she really does so for her to be able to take that chance of alienating whoever might not like her stance on on uh, you know Mm -hmm. things like and to actually yeah to do that was i don't know if i would have thought taylor swift was capable of of making that kind of um decision where you cut off like if you'd say you know Go, go. when she spoke out about Trump I was just like finally yeah yeah like, right right but that's not easy to do at all but that was a news that was a news story remember like yeah. huge yep and he was like I used to be a fan I like her 50% less I'm like you stop listening to Taylor Swift yeah, right I'm yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. deserve her <laughs> it made me mad that he would ever hear a song it was like dude shut up <laughs> but isn't that ever but the, because the thing too is like and we talk about how you know she can't turn on the TV without her there potentially being a joke about her like she knew that he would say something when she said when yeah, she said something yeah. you know what i mean it's like this is the kind of president who like he would love nothing more than to get into it with taylor swift but i feel she she genuinely thought she got to the end of the line of being able to be like complacent about these issues like cuz you like ultimately there was a right and a wrong there and she she knows that and she came out and said that finally but again she knew the risks she ran by doing something which is he's gonna the fight say with something. her dad in that documentary I I like, i'm that. going to do it dad and they're like so they're just the the money they see like flying out of their pockets like that that was it's it's a lot of money at stake and people aren't willing to take that risk i do love though that what you said about how we don't need her to be dating around and holding hands with a new guy and like I'm happy with her like off in a cabin with Joe on like these mm-hmm. hikes, these like private hikes. I like that. I don't know anything about the relationship. I, I only have a little bit of footage to analyze. <laughs> I, I don't need that from her. It's not part of it for me, Yeah, no. um, which I do over and over. But and I love the. Yeah, I'm just like happy that she's happy. I want them to last. I want them to work out. Uh, and, and the fact me that too. she's able to write songs like heartbreak songs just as well, like which yeah. is what she said in the tiny desk concert about death by a thousand cuts. Like, 
I'm happy. So can I still write breakup songs? And so she just reads a book about a breakup and, and she's so, yeah. she soaks up so much feeling that she can just put that into a song. Mm. And the fucking Betty August uh, cardigan trilogy, like that whole story, Genius. like who knew, who knew a year ago that she was capable of, I mean, I knew she would be, but I didn't even know I wanted that from her. I was kind of mad when I heard it was like characters and not her. <laughs> and then they're my, it's my favorite thing she's ever done. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 triptych of songs, yeah, because it, it is yeah. like because the details, just being in the Easter eggs in each thing, I'm like, oh, that that's that is actually genius, genius. Just that like her, that she was able to make you empathize with each character in it, and know the victim was always or the person that was you. You just made you this love triangle seem. I don't know. It was just no one was the villain, and yeah. it was all, and it, they were all so, and they all actually are kind of the same song. It's just, mm. it's she's a, she's masterful, masterful. Yeah. And so, but I feel that now we've got a very good sense of the culture you are currently consuming, and has made you the person you are today. But we have to ask the question, which is the central cornerstone question of Los Culturistas, which is Nikki Glazer. What was the culture that made you say culture was for you? I.e., what this means is, what was the pop culture that entered your life and you're like, you can pinpoint now, looking back, that was the moment I changed and I can see myself now as the person I am. That's where my, that's where I came from. It was, God, I, I, there's so many things in my head right now. There can but be. But I have to go with my initial, Okay. Friends was mine. Wow. When I found oh, Friends, wow. I was like, when I heard Chandler say, how many cameras were on you? Like that kind of joke of like, the camera had 10 bells. Well, how many cameras were on you? I just remember that joke is like, that is so funny. And then Jennifer Aniston, yeah. just like, I mm. want whatever that is, I'm going to be it. Yeah. Like, I want that. And then per, like going after it forever. But in terms of like comedy wise, like feeling like, oh my God, this is for me. And no, it's, I've never... That's when I became friends is when I became obsessed with being a, like being famous yes. or like being on TV. Right. But comedy wise, like Conan was the first mm. time I go, what the fuck? Like that mm -hmm. is this is special and weird in a way that I didn't I didn't know anyone else wanted to laugh at stuff like this. And I just felt it felt I was obsessed. Yeah. Obse mm -hmm. I was like, in high school. I was obsessed with Dave Matthews and Conan O'Brien. So that was the, <laughs> the major one for me. It was the 10. It was a five year anniversary special of Conan that my dad showed to me on uh, like, you know, VHS. And he recorded it and was like, Nick, I think you'll like this. And I was like, and my friends and I became just obsessed with that. And just the weird just the weirdness of it. It was like, you know, early, it was like Tim and Eric before Tim, like that kind of like, it really what was. is this fucking avant-garde comedy? And like, and like you've been, and like you have this friendship with him now and like, what, like, what, like that's probably surreal. Like it has, and, and, and that, and like, does that make the influence even like stronger for you? Because. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like, uh, it's hard because I, it's hard being friends with someone you like that much or like, I can't even say I'm friends with him. He would probably like, we're, we've done enough podcasting and like been on this show enough that we have a rapport, but I always black out when I'm talking to him. Like I, I would imagine. Yeah. Function, like I, I really can't keep it cool. And I always have to just tell him what he means to me because he's just so self-deprecating. Like I need him to know like that he's the funniest person in the world. Mm -hmm. And I've awarded him that and there's no debate and it's the, he is it. And uh, so I just spent a lot of it, the time just like, you know, just telling how much I love him. And it's like, we can't really get much done sometimes. So some, 
I, I feel annoying to him sometimes. I, I don't even, I don't want to know my heroes. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I can't yeah, handle yeah, yeah. it. Sometimes it's better to not, and, and I'm not, not because they, like, I'll just say, so the person that this was for me growing up was Margaret Cho. And so when we, we early on in doing this podcast got the opportunity to go interview Margaret Cho and we went up from, from, from New York to Nyack where she was doing a show and we went in her hotel room and we were interviewing her and it's, it, you could tell it's early for us because we're so nervous. And I'm telling you, I was obsessed with Margaret Cho. She saved my life when I was like, when I was in middle school. So Bowen will tell you, I was, I was pacing in the, in in the lobby. I was like rearranging the chairs. I was like, we have, I was, I couldn't believe it. I was just, Margaret Cho just means so much to me. And so we got there and I, the interview was going okay. And there were, cause we were young and I, I don't think we could really relate to her yet. And so I, not that we ever could, but like I, I, I could tell listening back. I only ever listened to it once. It's kind of like that Taylor Swift comment for you. It's like, okay, I know we corresponded and then I'm moving on. Yep, but yep. there was a p- point in the interview where I told her what she meant to me. And she kind of was like, oh, thanks. That's nice. And I, then I remember being like, I remember I had the impetus to be like, no, but do people tell you that? Like, do, do <laughs> you hear that? Is that something that you know that you you're hearing your voice and your comedy made people feel seen to a point where like it really mattered. And she Mm. was like, and I get her boyfriend Rocco was there at the time too, doing the interview as well. And he was looking at her. Like I could tell he was telling her like, absorb this, absorb this. Like it's okay to absorb this. And she was just like, it's really nice that you say that. And we kind of moved on, but it's interesting that you say that because I had that too. Like when someone is, you know, you could tell train to be a little self-deprecating or just be like, no, nah, I'm actually not shit, whatever, move on. It's like, no, you are. You are, you are, you are, you are. And if I can like- I'm not wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah, right. Like, yeah. I know, and I want you to know, like it, I am, it is not up for debate. Like you are, please know this. And you try to, and it's almost like because you're talking to yourself because you know that feeling of someone, you guys have, have met people that just uh, are so excited to meet you. They're shaking, crying. Like you mean so much, you know, and and it's hard. It's hard to take that in because you're like, I'm just a person. I just took a shit. Like, <laughs> I, I know that like, or, you know, like I just, yeah. you just feel like you're, but, but it's, it's just hard to hear compliments and not go like, like you just want to push away. So I understand that, but I, I also want so desperately for, for him to under, to know it because uh, they deserve to. And because we're not wrong, we're we're so smart that we no, like them, I mean, and they need to know that we're like not just any any fan. We are we like know our shit. Yeah, and we like hundred percent. But I I think Conan's the type of person to like accept that better than better than others, right? Like I I don't know I don't know I feel like he oh, he goes oh that's very nice that's very really nice. Oh, that's very nice. you know like it's it's okay. he wants to move on he's very uncomfortable with compliments and that's why I feel bad because I can't help it can't and I make it. him uncomfortable yeah like he doesn't like it sure. why do I continue doing this no thing but that it's, he doesn't it's, like? it's it's actually because like I always all right this is crazy I'll be vulnerable about uh, I'll be vulnerable about this like if I ever have a situation where I'm on Kelly Clarkson's talk show <laughs> they shouldn't let me on because I'll sit down and it'll be a thing of like I'll, I'll hyperventilate I, I, yeah. like it it will go viral because it's like crazed faggot makes himself like like full <laughs> spectacle on Kelly Clarkson show like it will be bad for whatever I'm promoting like oh it will God. it won't be good because like I associate with her her with a time I needed her so badly and I my love for her has never waned to the point where it's like it, I don't see a world <laughs> where I could be normal talking to her yeah, so yeah. to have that person and to have a relationship with that person is like it's crazy 
Yeah. I, 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 we, as you're talking, I'm thinking of meeting Taylor Swift and it's just, right? it wouldn't go, it would, I've met her before, before I was obsessed. And right now it just wouldn't, I <laughs> met Dave Matthews once and it didn't go well. I, it was that <laughs> Matt. I just like really embarrassed myself. And, and this was like a couple of years ago when I really had enough uh, accomplishments to be like, I deserve to meet you. You know, right. like this was my goal was to get, get in. I even said that to him. I'm like, you're the reason I even do comedy because I wanted to like get into your sphere so I could meet you. And I use the word oh, sphere, sphere a lot. Like, really like bothering me. It was, it was such a weird, like it was the, there was a whole other thing that happened before that, but I was really embarrassing. I wasn't cool. I don't want to meet him again. Like it's, it's not, it's not a good look. It doesn't, it's not worth it. Like I, I, I can't, I can't be myself. I will never be myself in front of those people. But you got to get like Kelly Clarkson. I mean, I I feel like we clip this and send this. I'm going to send this to a producer there because you th- that oh has God. to happen. They want that. Well, that's, they that want would that. be. The, yeah. I know that's like TV. good for what they do. Like the thing is, like she would make you feel comfortable. Or she would make you feel comfortable. Is, is I mean, Bowen, you'll be you'll be Wait, on see, it like why, any second. Why did she like, help me like, through well, so much? I mean, just like I was like a gay kid, closeted kid in like sixth grade when she was on American Idol. And I just remember I was just so when America fell in love with her for being herself that I kind of said to myself, I was like, well, maybe one day people will like me for being myself. And I really I was I, it was it was like it was just hard. It was like a t- time where I was realizing I was something that um, no one aspired to be it was like very much that time of like gay was the worst thing you could say it's someone i'm from long island it's very toxic and so just to see someone be so obviously themselves and like be beloved because they were a good person and talented i was just like well at least i know it's possible that like someone could fall in love with you just because you're you and Mm. i i think just throughout my life like um I've always listened to her music to comfort me. And I also do think she reminds me of a younger version of my mother, to be honest with you, um, in terms of her energy <laughs> and the way she looks. Um, so there's something there, but, but yeah, I mean, like, it's just, it's that, that's what it is. And we actually like, I went to her show. I've seen her live 11 times. Bowen and I went to the view one time because she was on it. That's a whole thing. Uh, when Joel Kim booster was on Kelly Clarkson, he's one of my best oh. friends. Like I went in the audience and like, I was taking pictures of him. I put a picture of Joel Kim, Kelly and Jennifer Hudson on my grid because it was one of the best days of my life. Like <laughs> I went, I went back to say hi to him after I couldn't have run out faster because I thought he was trying to like punk me and have her come in. I was like, gotta go. It was like, oh it's, it's like God. a full thick you thing. really don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I know Bowen's going to be on it like any day soon and, uh, and no, I'm just going to no. like, oh not God. be able to watch. Oh, so yeah, Bowen's going to do Kelly Clarkson any day. Wait, <laughs> any day. Wait, but wait, wait, what were you on that you got to go that you put on your grid? What was that? So it was when Joel Kim was on Kelly Clarkson to promote oh. Sunnyside. I went as his guest in the audience and I was, but fully you didn't get gagging. to go backstage. No, I did get to go backstage and I said but hello you to him. It out of there. And I thought he was trying to like pull one on me. And I, I think he might have been because I'm telling you, I went back there, hugged him, said, You were so good, babe. Uh, I'm out. And so I'm I like I could not have ran out faster because That's I was so like interesting. It would have been so like her. him. No, I, I do want to meet her. I just but not I always those said like I not not backstage at her show because my friend is on the show. You know what I mean? Like okay, it has yes. to be like a thing like where, where I have I'm meeting her with intention at this point because I have to get my thoughts together. Like it can't be a surprise. It's Kelly thing because mm-hmm. it, it won't be cute. You know what I mean? I completely agree. And I uh, did 
that's what happened with Dave Matthews. I had a chance to meet him and I took it and I wish I wouldn't have just because it wasn't the circumstance under which I was able to express how much he meant to me. Yeah. I went to a listening. <laughs> I was invited to like a listening session where you sit in a room at Sirius XM because I was a, a I had a radio show there that you were both on. Right. But when did yeah. you ever come into yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, you I think, came yeah, in, I think we did. Yeah. And Matt, you came in separately another time I was time on too. with Leah yeah. Lamar. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Okay. Love her. So, love, love. Saw her the other night. Uh, yeah. She's so great. Um, So, I I got asked to do, a, like, go to a listening party where literally Dave Mathis just sits in a room with, like, 10 people from Sirius that somehow <laughs> finagled a, a ticket to this room, and he presses play on a thing. Like, you just listen to it with him. Like, he's not playing it. You're just, like, listening to it. So, it's Strange. like you're in a it's awkward and it's a new album and you just like sit there and like, like bop your head Jam in this out. like kind of cold conference room with, and you know, Baba Bowie from Howard Stern was there and it was, I was excited to be there, but like, I am looking at Dave Matthews, like leg, like, like his, his denimed knee, just being like, that's his <laughs> knee. Like I thought about that. Like, it's just like, I can't, like, I've thought about just, that, thought about that I am, knee. Title I am, my, I am like trying to be on my best behavior, even though like he doesn't know. I, I haven't met him yet. I think I took a picture. I, I think I took a picture of him and it was quick and I didn't have time to like say the whole thing. So it's just like, <laughs> and my face is disgusting. It's like unpostable, even though it's the best moment of my life because I yeah. couldn't keep my yeah. face together. And then I'm in this listening session and I'm keeping my energy. Like I am really holding it together, but not well. It's like just like almost boiling out of me, but I'm just trying to be very cool and like not black out. And then he gets to a part where it's like wrapping up and he's like, he's like, okay, we only have time for one more song. Like you guys want to hear something soft and sweet or do you want to hear something a little funky? And I was like, finally he answers the question. I'm like, funky. Like I like my voice. <laughs> cracked, I like said it so loud that everyone jumped uh, and then he played something soft and sweet. And I swear to God, oh. he like ignored it. And like, and it was right in front of him. It was like four feet away. So it was like, oh, funky. No. And I thought he was going to be like, yeah, just, girl, just I scream like the you. word funky like, so I, close to him. Oh my God. And everyone, be, literally Baba Booey from Howard Stern, like sl Gary Del Blatte slowly put his hand on my shoulder. Like, uh, you need to get it together. Like, this is oh, embarrassing. Like, that was no. weird for everyone. And I'm not someone who ever wants to make anyone. I want to be like, I don't want you to notice me unless I'm making you like happy. And so for right. to be like the object of like, Ugh, it was so huge in front of the person I love the most. And it was all just like, it just, I thought, I thought he was going to be like, this girl's cool. And she like, like, what's your deal? She what's your story? I'd be like, that yeah. <laughs> funky. Like, and then he's like, no, then he plays a, a song you wrote about like mass shootings. I mean, it was not, it was not, <laughs> no, yeah. it was not it's a good not moment. Funky. Decidedly not funky. <laughs> so you you, you like, are going to have a, you're going to have a redemptive interaction with him. I think you really time. will. I'm the voice of DMB radio on Sirius XM. So when you listen to channel, he's got to hear He's got to know about you. He, he, I'm sure he's aware. I am in the sphere as I let him know after, after sphere. I said funky, that's when I like went after him, waited for him outside the room and was like, Hey, I'm a comedian. I'm really sorry about like, I was just like, I, I just have to say a bunch of things. How much you mean to me? Sphere, sphere, sphere. And he was just like, Oh, okay. And then like backed away very scared. Like I saw like actual fear and it's like like this girl is uh, unhinged in his eyes and it and i'm not i just couldn't control it, it and it wasn't the I right know. time that would have been funny on camera with uh, like a big like to do like like if you went on the kelly clarkson show matt and and had that moment and ha had that around it it would be appropriate but this was just so uncomfortable 
It's funny that you mentioned Sirius because I they got at when Sirius like finally did when Kelly finally did Howard Stern, like I did the after show. So mm. I was like there in the building, like I like like going on, on the floor on on the after show right after she was leaving Howard. And I'm telling you, like I had the opportunity because she was coming out and I was sitting you there in like the her. lobby in New York and like I was about to go in. Um I, tears started coming to my eyes and I couldn't <gasps> go over. I was just like, I was like, I can't, because I had to go be on the show. So I was like, I'm not going to walk in there the first time I meet fucking, you know, all these guys like that I've listened to forever. Like, because I love Howard. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go in there and be like crying. Oh my God. Like, I, I was like, I have to be good and have it together for the Kelly episode of this show and like not be a flop. But I'm telling you, like, I've had so many chances to like kind of go up there and be like, hi, I just wanted to tell you I'm such a big fan. You mean so much to me. And I've just like, I literally... I start to lose it every time. So I, I, Bowen, do you have the? Who's this for you? He's cool. He's cool as a cucumber, though, Bowen. No, you know not really. Not really. I mean, it happened with Tina, and that's kind of like a really. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of like a, a, a. It's such a. It's such a complicated thing, but it was. It happened with Tina, and um, and at one point when I was shooting Girls Five Eva in January, like. Matt Whitaker, our friend who wrote on this episode that um, I did, was like, by the way, Tina's going to come. Tina and Jeff were coming into the studio. They want to say hi. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I just spun out in my room for like 20 minutes. And then they finally invite me to set. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to run into her on the floor. That's maybe even better. So that like she just sees me like in in my element or whatever. And then she just left. And she just left. And I feel like. But then b- before that, it was when I did uh, the, the Kimmy Schmidt movie and she came over and she just like checked. I, and I completely blacked out and it was the, the most meaningless interaction to her um, probably ever. But then she mentioned me in an interview recently where she talked about the what? iceberg. And, I and think I was, like, she loves you, Bo. Oh I think that's God. why you get asked to be on her shows and but stuff. I th- <laughs> but I think I have to like keep this distance that mm-hmm. I have not created, but that's just been like very like uh, just it, just through happenstance has been like that's been what's calibrated. And I'm like, I can't actually get that much closer to you on a personal level because otherwise it will stress me out you know yes it it's, yeah. it, it won't it, it, and you won't remember it like you'll just it won't go well so you have to keep away but but she to to hear your name come out of her mouth isn't that wild and such like it's uh, so weird i don't even know that i don't i don't even know that it's exciting to me it, it's mostly just bizarre and i'm like whoa and it means yeah. that she's like watching, I, you know, it's like it's yes. all, this other, all this other stuff comes in and I'm oh like, my God. damn, damn, damn. This is actually really fucking bizarre. But then, but, but my Conan thing is uh, my freshman year after high school, we, we came to New York City to look at colleges with my sister for my sister. And then the, the one fun thing we did in New York was to take the 30 Rock Studio tour. And it was the summer. So we knew SNL was out, was out. But then I asked, I was like, is Conan doing a show this week? They go, no, the pages go, no, but we still went to the studio. And I was actually more excited to be on the sixth floor, wherever Conan's studio was, than I was to go to 8H because it was just like Conan there. And you saw like, like Max Weinberg's drum, like drum <laughs> yes. set, like, like, and I was just like, I, something about Conan, like staying up past Leno, like suffering through Leno in order to watch <laughs> Conan was like <laughs> such an important ritual for me as a kid. And like, it, it did like inform my my whole sensibility. I think absolutely because it was weird shit. It was so weird and funny. Yeah. Oh my god! It, it took it made it okay to just take some real swings, you know. And they had misses early on, but it, the, nothing <laughs> nothing ever missed for me because I was just a kid and like it was just 
just to take those to have a masturbating bear to have all those like silly things yeah. that like maybe now wouldn't hold up as much but like back then it was like what the fuck is happening that was so i love i love hearing about like you're right it's like watching conan is why who i am and that's why i told him the first time mm-hmm, i met him i go mm-hmm. you're why i do this like you uh-huh. made this and he was just it was because it's true but to matt to hear you say that kelly clarkson like helped you feel like process that and like feel like maybe there was a chance like when i see when i watch the billy eilish documentary and i see girls like being like i'd be dead without you billy like i'm always go yeah really you'd be and i i actually feel i've i've i never related it to that as like a young girl so i think that that's why i look at that and i go what is that young girl Mm -hmm, saying i would have but as a Mm -hmm. as an adult woman like i do feel that way about taylor swift like i would have a, a lot of heart of her of a time accepting myself and like getting to the who I am now with my self-esteem and like what I want and how I want to like uh how I want to feel and what's okay to feel because of her like I really would be a different person without her and I'm proud to be a someone that is that impacted by people I don't know by art I like it's not mm. I don't I am not ashamed of being uh, a just like a stan and it, it it makes me feel 14 again like caring about this loving being a fan that hard and being obsessive which is like something that i've always been in my life mm-hmm. like i like that it doesn't go away as as an adult because it makes me feel young like the excitement it's a way I have to keep in Swift. touch with the inner child and that is important and and so, so many times uh that comes under attack you know especially like in an ugly world you know what i mean like in a world that's mm-hmm. like dark and I, I i that's something that i mean i mean I think that's one one reason why we still love doing the podcast so much because we this podcast can be a celebration of like loving what we love, um, and so that's why I like to have conversations. Like I know that Bowen and I like love to have conversations of like the one we just had because it's a it's a place to come here and not feel like you have to be like, well, my guilty pleasure is no. It's like there's it's no not guilt. That, no, that's that's never the frame. Ever, never ever. and it's never. just it's that's there's not a lot of space spaces for that and that's when i do look for other swifties and i wear a lot of swift merchandise not because and t-shirts not because i'm like want to promote her but because i like want to find other swifties it's like yeah. i'm peacocking for friends because i'm like i want more people in my life like i would really when i look for like a boyfriend i'm like you, i really need you to like yes. taylor swift like i don't want you to just tolerate it <laughs> I will play that song <laughs> to, to to make you get through your feelings of tolerating Taylor Swift. Tolerated. And maybe you'll start to like her because she'll help you with process those feelings that you're feeling when you let me listen to Cruel Summer on repeat. Oh, but best yeah. song on best song on Lover. I mean, big time. we never got our Cruel Summer video and I'm still waiting. We never and- did. I will say I had an I had an ex that I have one ex that's a full Swifty. And like way even beyond than me or maybe even anyone here, which is crazy. And then another ex and another ex who didn't like her because he thought that um, her he didn't he didn't connect to lyrics. He likes he like the melodies weren't interesting enough and he quote unquote didn't connect to lyrics. Mm. And I was like, I think this might be a deal breaker for us. (laughs) I was like, I don't understand that ideology. Yeah, you know if you I mean? actively don't like Taylor Swift, it it would never work with us. I, also, in that category, <laughs> Veep Veep is another show that if you can't, if you don't like Veep, if you haven't, oh, yeah, and I understand if you haven't seen it, but if you watch it and you're not into it, it's no, it, I I wouldn't. I'd be more, I'd be more likely to date a guy that like wanted kids and I don't want kids than I would be yeah, to yeah. Date a guy. <laughs> yeah. We can work through like, that. I think that's a first date conversation. I'm like, I really do have it on. I used to put it on a dating profile of like, 
just it, if you it just cuts the it cuts the people out of my life I don't want totally and that's, that's the thing that. with like TV and music I get Taylor Swift is such a personal thing that it's okay if you don't like her but if you if you're like bothered and like oh Nikki's doing singing again because my roommate Andrew he he's told people like like on our podcast you all think that Nikki's like a fan of Taylor Swift shocks but you have no idea what it's like to live it with someone deep. like that this is all she and that's part of that is like I'm trying to learn her songs on guitar so I'm playing them over and over sure, all the sure. time but um yeah she's a major part of my life <laughs> it's she 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 she's folded into every aspect of it <laughs> yes uh, but same here for us there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said... Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
it is time for I Don't Think So, Honey. So this, Nikki, is the sort of uh, finale of the show where we take 60 seconds to sort of, you know, really come for something in pop culture that we're not as happy with as, say, Taylor Swift. In fact, we, 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 we're so unhappy that we say, I don't think so, honey, name of thing. Um, I do have one, Bowen, and it is, it is interesting. It's in the world of music as well, pop music even. Okay, all right. This is huge. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Whatever bullshit is going on that keeps Little Mix from happening in America. Because Little oh. Mix is churning out bops, bop <laughs> after bop. And I don't know what this dark magic is. I don't know whatever what's going on behind the scenes that keep them from Black popping off magic. in America. Black magic, even. Because let me tell you something. I love that song. Confetti featuring Saweetie. Oh my <gasps> God. The girls have never been stronger. And let me tell you something also. I don't think so, honey. Any Jesse haters, especially when you call yourself a Little Mix yeah. fan. If you're a Little Mix fan, you support Jesse and you want the yes. best for Jesse and you yes. understand why Jesse it's fine that she goes and makes new music and had nothing to do with that her leaving the group that's a sidebar I don't think so honey whatever is going on shout out to my ex should have been a huge hit holiday should have been a huge hit sweet melody I don't seconds. understand why it's not number one in America what is going on is the payola scheme you have to ask this question I don't think so honey whoever is handling them maybe they new new people to handle Five them seconds. in America because they are bops on bops on bops they've never been stronger as a trio listen to acoustic version of confetti now I don't think so honey and that's one minute. Wow. wow. Amazing. Incredible. I mean, they are, they have never, they've never been better. And they, they, I will say everyone is healthier as a result of the recent change with Jesse leaving. We support Jesse, but yes. I am a little mixed stan. I'm a mixer. And I have to say, I want them bigger than they are in America. I want to hear them on the radio. There's some value though. in in and, and just like, a group being niche in a way like Kylie Minogue gave up on, on being like big in America, like decades ago. And I think she, and she's been fine. And the, and us Americans who do love Kylie just make it, it, it feels like it's our little, our little, our, not secret, but it's like, Oh, she's for us. And she's, she's not for the rep for like the general pop of the America. USA. You know, I, I think what bothers me is what they want it. They want it. Back. I know. I, but at some point they might not want it if it's if it does if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Little Mix Black Magic is such a bop. It's it a is so good. It's about eating pussy. It's so good. <laughs> uh, do you feel this way? <laughs> it it is it is about eating pussy. It's about it's about like I have black like eat my pussy. Take like, a sip of my secret sip. potion. Like it's it's get on your get on the floor. To, it's it's all about uh go down on me. For me it was like yes. Yes, go down yes. on us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, now we're sort of in, I feel like we're in a revolution of, you know, women being like, no, go down on me. Like, it's, it's. I mean, like in the past 10 years, I feel like we've now gotten, like Nicki Minaj single-handedly is, has now changed it all. I mean, now fucking getting your ass ate is is like normal. Gen I know, Z that is, really, it's, that is just, it's huge. that's par for the court. That's first base. It's huge. Truly, it's first base. <laughs> ass eating is first base. Rule of culture number 33. Ass eating eating is first base. base. Now, Bowen Yang, we have your I Don't Think So Honey. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey. We're rebooting Dan Brown book adaptations. (laughs) There are so many things wrong with this. First of all, how are you going to replace Tom Hanks in anything? Right? Tom Hanks. Second of all, it's like rebooting this series that no one actually really cares about. It just makes no sense to me, right? 
it, like there's no there's no like sentimental capital thing to like grow from that and it hasn't mm-hmm. even been that long since the last one I, I have no real comedic take on this it's just but like it feels like rebooting like let's say I don't know I don't I, I can't come up with an example that isn't shut on the actual example for being canceled <laughs> do you know what I mean or for being like right. something that nobody cares about it but it's like it's like rebooting um Mr. God, and Mrs. Gre- Smith we we know what Mr. it is no, people love Mr. and Mrs. Smith though, but right, it's like, it's like rebooting reboot. like it's like it's like rebooting like Grounded for Life, like a solid sitcom <laughs> that a solid sitcom that not enough people cared about. It's like I loved Grounded for Life, by the way. That's one. <laughs> do, do, do we do we remember Grounded for Life? Oh yeah, that guy. It. it was great. That guy. I, I, I thought it was really funny. I didn't know they were doing this. It's like sexy Robert Langdon. It's like they're doing like the Da Vinci Code stuff. Like they're not doing the Da Vinci Code, but they're they're doing like the newer books or the prequels. And anyway, I just I just read about this in Vulture, and it and it, and it made me mad. Okay, oh. that's my little niche thing. Nikki, do you have something that you'd like to talk? Yeah, about? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. I think I can fill sixty go. seconds. I just came up with one, and um, okay, great. Yeah, I I think I got one. Okay. This is Nikki Glazer's. I don't think so, honey. Her time starts now. Okay, I don't think so, honey. Um banking on Olivia Munn and John Mulaney staying together. (laughs) (laughs) I like actually investing in this relationship. Like, Oh, I'm so glad they're together. I think it is. uh, I don't, I don't know if anything is, I'm actually friends with John. I I actually, I don't think so honey of like commenting on on this at all. I feel like we should just let it do, do what Uh it's going to do and not, not even speculate, just run its course. But you know, it's like, it's all anyone I know wants to talk about. And I want to, I don't think, Mm. I I don't think so honey. I don't want to like get into it. I just want it to go away. It reminds me of Pete Davidson and, Ariana Grande, which I did love that like love bombing that happened, and I wanted that so bad. But I just I'm I'm speculative of the circumstances. I want to know so much, but I don't think yeah. so. It's none of my business. Uh, I'm out. Okay, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's 45 seconds, and we would respect. Yes, we I have nothing else to say it. because I have. There's nothing I want to. It's not. It's he. He is someone I know, and I don't want to gossip about. It. I don't want to talk about. It. I don't want to comment on it. We let's just let yes. it go. It's gonna. It's but it's it. It can't last. But you're, but you're you're saying you're saying with with, with the with with the initial I don't think so, honey. You're saying, and I don't. You don't have to elaborate on this. I'm just want I just want to help you sort of summarize this. You're saying, I don't think so, honey. Banking on this relationship because it's like with the fact that we are invested as like a a culture in this relationship is not the We're thing. We're projecting everything about JLo and Ben onto Mulaney and Olivia. Oh. We, have, we have transferred that because we have given up on we have g- given up on Bedifer because it seems like they hung out, maybe got on a plane together, but there hasn't been much left. And now we want this. We're like, this is exciting. And yeah. it's, it's, it, let's just, let's just leave it alone. Let's just let's just I, I I we we can respect that. I mean, I'm sure the three of us individually have our thoughts on this that we can share offline. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, yeah, we can get Olivia Munn. Like, yeah. like I'm always love a Jenny Slate, Chris Evans. Like, I love any comedian. Sure. Really dating a, a very very hot person. Chuckle um, fucker. Yeah. Yes. Chuckle fucker. Yes. And make chuckle fuckers can be so hot. It's actually rule of culture number fifty seven. Chuckle fuckers, chuckle fuckers can, be can be so, so hot. hot. So when Whenever, whenever anyone is talking to me and I genuinely feel like they're out of my league, I'm always like, what? But what? And then I remember, oh. no, chuckle fuckers can be this hot. No, this, but this... they always want to start a podcast with me. They don't want to. <laughs> no. They don't want to fuck me. They always oh want to like have me on theirs or like start talking about. Oh, yeah. Like they want to know like how to start doing stand up. Like I get that a lot. And then I've been misled a lot by really hot guys. And I'm like, you're out of my yeah. league. Like sometimes I'll match with a guy on Raya. This is no joke. I match with a guy on Raya who is a 
pop star sensation. Like I am a huge pop star. And I he's young too. It was a night where I like made my Raya settings like very and so so I so she laughed. So so no. so I I because my set I did I never go that low. I don't know what like I was I one night I must have been real horny and been like, I deserve a young guy. So yeah. I got so I matched with this like guy and I'm like oh and he messages me right away you're the goat and I'm like fuck That's... okay I thought I had no no I thought I know I, you you know what that it's, was he's a yeah. fan he saw yeah. my roast clips recently he's 100%. a child writing me you're the goat and then he did a goat emoji and I go you know thank you and then he's like will you roast me and I was like because all my friends oh. were like, he likes you. And I go, no, 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 guys, he's a, he's a little fan. No, and they were he like, wants no, like that moment. No. And so I, I sent him a roast joke about him. And then he was just like, oh, my God, fuck. I've never even thought about my last name like that. And it was like, <laughs> like and that's all he wrote. And that was the last interaction. So I get that a lot. Obsessed. But, you know, on face value, like this pop star that people that, that that people like, um, telling you that he's a fan, that he admires your work. That's something. It's awesome. It actually it's does feel great. really good. But, but the context is shitty because um the, the 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 setting is shitty because God, like Matt's gotten this too. Like I the worst is when it's like one multiple guys on Grinder being like, this is the summer, they're like, would you mind set reading my packet for SNL? Insane. And I was just like, you gotta actually go to prison on the moon or something <laughs> yeah. because th- how dare you? You need to go to that jail in the Marvel universe that's in the middle of the ocean. That yeah, one. that's where you gotta anyway. go. You gotta go to the Harry Potter jail, Azkaban, with the Dementors, bitch. That like where, and I used to have a joke about it. It's like I don't want you to respect me comedically. I don't want any guy to be like, <laughs> I'm such a fan. I want you to disrespect me sexually. Like I want you to like, I want. I'm. It's a different energy. I am like a guy that's a fan of mine. I'm. I don't think I'm ever. I want my obviously my partner to appreciate what I do and know that I'm right. good at it and be like, wow, she's impressive, but. I don't want that to make them horny. Like I want yeah. to make a guy horny by being like, I'm like a little, I'm like a soft lady. And like, like I'm just like need nurturing. I don't want them to be like, you just owned that mic. I'm like, gross. Uh, <laughs> no, all they should do Oof. is get it. They have to get it. They understand it. They have and to then get it. Fuck the shit out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, we I mean, we, you're well on your way because I'm very happy to say we are the podcast that introduced Nikki Glazer to poppers. <laughs> oh my god I, what an honor this is huge we're gonna send you our merch which is we're gonna give you a Taylor Swift sweatshirt yes um, so you you have stuff coming in the mail oh um, thank and you and everyone out there you gotta listen to the Nikki Glazer podcast it's out every, almost every damn day yeah, which we love Monday through Thursday and one night with Nikki Glazer she's on tour um, you can get some tickets to that and also you know what if you haven't watched watch Bangin her, one of the my one of my favorite specials oh, on Netflix so you. you're one of the best doing it. we have been fans for many many years so likewise really cool. and it's like I, I'm i just so honest. like it, it's truly it's like when Charlie Puth DM'd me like the fact that you guys <laughs> like me I'm like that is cool that is really cool that you that um, people that someone that talented likes me it's it means a lot oh my god Nikki, wow we love well you. you know and nikki feel free to join in with us right now but you know we end every episode with a song and i feel like it's got to be tay do we have this for the past my, my reputation has never been worse, worse so you must like me for me, for me. You, can you can't make any promises now can't be made but you can make me a dream 
to listen to the rest of that, listen to Reputation, the album by Taylor Swift. Bye. 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 <laughs>